You're listening to Project Thought with Hannah Yeo. Hi, my name is Hannah Yeo. To be honest, the main reason I'm doing this is because I've been told podcasts are very in now. I'm a politician and I would like to try and make politics approachable and easy for you to understand. I realize for many of you, the word politics stir up negative feelings and I promise you, I once felt the same way too. My hope is that by taking you through my journey, you'll see that I started out much like you. And today, I'm simply a Malaysian doing my best to make a difference in my country. This is my story. I grew up in Subang Jaya. And when I say I grew up in Subang Jaya, I moved to Subang Jaya at the age of about four years old. Before that, my parents rented a place in OUG Garden. And I grew up in this small little kampung called Chetty Kampung in Oakland Road. Together with my grandparents, I would visit Chetty Kampung uh, on and off. And I lived in OUG Garden. And so at about four years old, I moved to Subang Jaya. And I remember going to my first kindergarten in Subang Jaya. It's called Lady Bird. Since then, I have spent all my life in Subang Jaya. I grew up reading The Star. So I grew up becoming very familiar with politicians' names. I grew up adoring Dr. Mahade. Malaysia should not be developed only in the economic sense. It must be a nation that is fully developed along all the dimensions. Economically, politically, socially, spiritually, psychologically and culturally. I marvel at the BN politicians. I thought at that time that opposition is troublesome, opposition is unnecessary. That's what I read in the news, that they were asking irrelevant questions. The country was doing very well. There's no reason why we should hand over governance to opposition. They just know how to oppose. They just know how to object to everything, but they don't really know how to govern. And so those were the lies I was fed with. The Barisan National is very grateful for the support of the people. And as we I remember so vividly one of the general elections in our living hall. My father was a huge Lim Kit Siang and Kapal Singh supporter. And so we were watching the election results. And every time they say BN won a seat, I was rejoicing. And my father was sad. That tension or that political talk started at that time with my father and my relatives. They say, you know, we are all for opposition. We believe in check and balance, accountability. But those things just didn't make sense to me until I started working, until I have to question myself, how come, you know, despite growing up in a well-to-do neighbourhood like Subang Jaya, I am sent to an overseas university. I am working as a young working professional, but I'm still not taxable. I'm not earning enough to be taxable. And all this got me thinking and it took me back to watching election news time. And then I realized that, oh my gosh, all this time, my my parents were right about supporting opposition. And so for me at that time, the only way I could relate to politics was to imagine, oh, one day I will be like that dato. One day I will be like that minister or one day I want to be addressing a forum or I want to be in the news. So that was the only way I could relate to politics at that point. I didn't know what was right or what was wrong 
especially about corruption. Everybody talks about this corruption culture. If you want things to move fast, you uh, you can bribe your way through it. So it never occurred to me that it's wrong. A lot of people and me as a young girl probably thought that, oh, that is a way to facilitate business for your processes, for your applications to move faster. That's just a norm. That's just how people do things. And I found out that it was wrong when I was uh, a young Christian reading the Bible. And that's when that sense of what's right, what's wrong. And even if it facilitates your processes, it, it helps you move things. It may not be the right thing. And that's when I started thinking about corruption. After I became a lawyer, when I learned that oh, there, there is a certain amount of income that you receive that is taxable, that is payable to government. Despite me being a young professional, a lawyer, I didn't have a lot of savings. And that got me thinking, how come even after working so hard, I'm still not earning enough for me to be taxable? And how come my friends in Australia doing the same job with the same degree can earn so much more? Those kind of things triggered that pattern of thinking, what happened to the taxpayer's money? How come other countries can have more? And how come we have less? So simple things like driving on Pasiaran Tujuan. A lot of people who live in Subang will tell you that very often, if you're stuck in traffic jam at the traffic lights, you would pay attention to all the flower pots on the main road and how often you see town councils changing their flower pots. And so I began thinking, oh, surely this would cost the council some money, right? Where is that money coming from? That kind of conversations already happened in my head the moment I started working. But it was further triggered when I met up with my friend Edward Ling, who is very passionate about politics. And then he started addressing deeper issues. For example, public transportation. Why do I earn this amount of salary, but I end up having to pay for higher purchase of a car because I need to move around? How come in a place like Subanjaya, I didn't have good public transportation? So all these conversations were taking place in about year 2006-2007 when I met up with Edward. In the next episode, Hannah talks about studying and working in Australia and discovering just how different it is from life in Malaysia. You've been listening to Project Thought with Hannah Yeo.